to hear it. That little voice in your head that tells you to run. What's coming? Is it something evil? Is it friend? I think you already know what this is. It may be big. Joe here. I'm the DM from How We Roll Podcast. We run a highly produced 5th edition actual play podcast in a custom world which has been destroyed by war and has been cut off from all other realities, even the gods themselves for 10,000 years. Recently, the barriers surrounding our universe have begun to crumble and over the next few weeks we will be having a famous visitor from the world of Godsfall. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is not the first time that I didn't land where I wanted to. So I pull out my dagger. He will meet strange new creatures. Oh, cool! A human fighter. I see a shadow run away from underneath it. And I look behind me and I'm like, guys, guys, there's someone here, there's someone here. A tiny bard. Takes two psychic damage. And starts crying. A violent monk. I run towards it, screaming. And a mysterious warlock. Grigor is not scared of wolves, especially when he is at the back of party. <laughs> <laughs> Together, they will battle unbelievable odds. Um, if you pass, um, you take 12 points of damage. <laughs> I'm dead. They will travel to hell and back, while hopefully beginning to unravel the mysteries of our world. Are we the good guys? So come and join us, and Aram and Doro from Godsfall, for laughs and drinks as we play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at our website, howwerollpodcast.com. See you there. This is the MFG cast. MFGcast here. I'm Kurt. I'm Mike. Last scheduled episode before the end of the year. We might release some other stuff before. Uh, you never know. But uh, this is our end of the year, right before Christmas, our top eight. Um, we're going to do a little something different this month. Well, actually, we probably did it. I tried it, I think, maybe the first or second year, I think, where we where I tried to do some like awards, you know, stuff that we just kind of wanted to hand out on our own to people and stuff like that but uh, I thought we would do it again this year and call it the MFG cast MF and awards so we're gonna do uh, a couple of things uh, we're gonna do most innovative most fun never gets old best design company we dug the most this year um, best expansion okay and now I'm gonna preface this because every year we always explain it but every year people always seem to get it wrong so I wanted to preface stuff as to saying, when we talk about top eight, we don't say number one is the best. We say number one is the worst. Think of it as you're rolling a D8. What do you want to get? You want to get that high D8 score. You don't want to get a number one because that's a botch. So number one is basically our the game we didn't really like. Sometimes we call it a shit game. Now, now that I say that, I'm not trying to offend any. We're not trying to offend anybody. So if you like this game, don't, you know, don't you know get in our face and tell us that we're wrong well you could tell us that we're wrong but don't it's our opinion okay yeah explain why you like the game then yeah exactly and we're going to explain why we don't like it right (laughs) and it's nothing to do with the game company itself we're not going on a vendetta to you know piss off any game companies it's just our opinion of it so and then we'll go from one up to eight eight being best game of the year and here's another thing that we'll when we do our awards we like to do 
what we've played this year. It's not necessarily what's come out in 2015. It's what we've played. So if you've played something where you've played, you know, we'll talk about maybe like a Ticket to Ride or something like that. It's something that's old in other people's eyes, but for us, we're still fairly new at hardcore gaming. So, you know, it's going to be a little different for us. We may include some video games, some RPGs in there. We'll just kind of see how it pans out. If it doesn't pan out, you can always let us know what you think should be in there. Um, we have a, we had a couple of responses on Twitter and stuff like that, so I will get to some of those, too. We're going to squeeze an award right in between that. So, all right, we'll start from the beginning. We'll start from number one, the worst game that we thought of this year for us. Uh, Mike, I will let you go first. All right. For me, the worst game that we played this year, we didn't even actually finish. We tried it out on uh, the Gameathon day <laughs> at the District Company. It's a game called Bad Decisions, and it was really bad, <laughs> really, really bad. Like they tried to take Cards Against Humanity, that idea to make like little stories that, uh, like they put kind of weird things in there but yeah. they were kind of normal too and yeah. it just didn't make sense it was like playing mad libs with some of your funny friends and then some of your friends who might just say tree or something for <laughs> now and all the time and like sometimes when you're reading through the story thing you put in the card and it didn't even like flow right it was yeah. really hard to read it together and it was just really really a bad game and yeah. every we played are there six of us trying to play that yeah. game yeah none of us were enjoying it and we had to quit it was horrible yeah so one of my one of my favorite things is um and i told i've been telling i told people about it kind of after the game day and stuff like that your wife who's not really much of a gamer herself who her she more likes party games if she's gonna play anything for the most part she thought that we were playing because we were playing this, it would be more like Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> well, she gave like a face, like, "Nope, can't do it anymore," and then just wa- walked up and le- walked out and left with her friend, which was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know a game is bad when someone walks away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was horrible. It was very horrible, and it was a Kickstarter game that was funded pretty well, I guess, too, mm-hmm. I, from what I hear. And it's just it's crazy to think that, you know, it. It just, I don't know. There was just nothing about it that really got us at all. Yeah, I mean, they tried to do Cards Against Humanity. They tried to follow that formula, and it just didn't work. No, not at all. No. It was just poorly poorly written is what I'd say it Mm -hmm. was. So, yeah, not very good at all. It's funny, if I would have actually thought about it, I probably would have agreed with you because I forgot about that that for some reason. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) because I wanted to get it out of my head. But a game that I played this year that we actually picked up a cheap game from Gen Con for Logan is we picked up a game called Trap exclamation point Zany Zombies it's awful and it, it, it it's crazy because it's actually made by IDW which usually makes a pretty mm-hmm. good game it's a, it's a game that's it's it's kind of a a dice game with a card game where you basically there's zombies 1 through 6 you're trying to capture those zombies basically and you have to roll higher, a higher number, or the same number or higher to beat the zombie. And you only have a six-sided dice. But then you also have cards that can help you out and stuff like that to trap the zombies. But it's just, I don't know. It's just, nothing about it appealed to me at all. I mean, it just, 
there's not enough meat to it. It's it's just it's just not fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Logan loves it, which is great, you know, because it's just kind of a simple, you know, roll and capture game and stuff yeah. like that. And they have one like they have traps where you can trap the zombie if you you're supposed to like you have three cards in front of you and the other person has three cards in front of you and then you flip the card over. If it's a zombie, you can roll to get them, or if it's a trap, you can use your card to tra- like you have to blindly pick the other card and hope it's a zombie. And if it's a zombie, you can trap them. It's just, hmm. I don't know, it's just not well thought out and not not good. And they made that and a, and a, a ninja one, too. And I'm like, man, I, it, if I, if it was super cheap and, it, and I wanted to get it for Logan just for something to have him to have, I might get it. But otherwise, I wouldn't get it for anybody else <laughs> because it is not good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I picked for number one. Okay. All right. Well, we're rolling pretty good here. So yep. let's get to our number two. I'll go first. I was telling Mike before we started recording here that um, just thinking about top eight stuff is always hard because thinking of a top ten is hard enough. But when you shorten it down to eight, you know, even five, you can kind of be like, okay, well, I obviously got to get rid of a lot of stuff to mm-hmm. get in a top five, you know. But man, this was really hard. We, I think we played. I will say that I think this year's the best year for games because a lot of stuff came out that's really awesome. We played a lot of stuff that was really fun for us, too, so that was cool. Yeah, we got a lot of games this year. We did. Like, we so. did. Yeah, it was kind of cool that we kind of got in the spirit of things. Um, I think it it helps when everybody knows that you like games now, you know, and having mm-hmm. this podcast is fun, too, because you get other companies that, you know, are trying to get a, get a hold of you, and you're, you know, you're asking for fun stuff that's, you know, cool to play, and then... You know, your family, your friends and family finally know that this is what you're doing. You know, they know we have this podcast and we like to kind of keep it going mm-hmm. by, you know, playing certain games. But we would do it anyway, even if we didn't have the, the dang podcast. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy to think that we played a lot of good stuff this year. So it was really hard to put this in order. And if I were to think of this again in a month, it might change, yep. you know. so. But for number two, I went with a game that I actually purchased at Gen Con that I had never heard of the company or the game until... Well, no, I had actually heard of the game, but I didn't really know anything about it until I went to Gen Con, and that is Heroes Wanted. Action phase games, they, you know, I was uh, lucky enough to talk to the guys there, um, interview Nick, and I was just really enthralled with it. You know, the, the setup looks good. You know, the design of it looks great, and the, the components look great. You know, they are based in Indianapolis, which is really good for them, especially during Gen Con and stuff like that, but they... Even though they have, you know, to me what I thought, I thought was would be a smaller following just being small and indie in, in Indianapolis. Seems like every time they have a Kickstarter, it blows away what they have set for their goals. And I think it it comes out in the games that they make because the games just look so good, you know, and they put enough time into it, you know. So the 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 meeples look good. The game looks awesome. There's so many combinations of hero and enemy that you could put because you've got your when you make your when you make your heroes and your villains you've got the two cards that you can make that basically form one human or one human one superhero and uh one super villain and it's just cool to see that you can you know do all that and it's and i got the whole you know i i got the expansion right away too or some a lot of the expansions right away too because they had such a good deal when i was there and um just having 
all of that, it like it's not it's not going to get old for me for a while because I've got they've just had so much into it. You know, they mm-hmm. had a lot of the packs of superheroes and supervillains that you could buy to really you know do it up, and then the expansion board because they've got double sided boards for, for you know the certain scenarios and stuff like that and i've got like four boards now or something like that so it's just it's gonna be cool to you know keep playing and stuff like that so i really enjoyed it all right I'll, keep, I'll quit blabbing mike <laughs> what's your number two my number two was dragon age inquisition oh nice it seems like almost every year there's a bioware game that comes out yeah, this came out. I looked, and it was the very end of 2014. So okay. it's pretty close to 2015. It was 2015 by the time I got it. Yeah. So, but we always talk about them like they end up on our top eight a lot of times because it's such a cool company. Like mm-hmm. they, I love the the characters in these games, mm-hmm. and one thing that I really liked about Inquisition is they added, like, you have your own castle base. Oh, nice. And it's kind of, it builds up as time goes on and, like, different merchants kind of come in and, like, you know, you can wander around just your castle and have different conversations with your other party members and kind of learn their stories and do all sorts of stuff. And I, that that part of it took me back to my Sukuden games because <laughs> that was a thing that they always did in those is that your castle built up as you went along and got more people. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. I haven't finished the game yet. I, it's, it's hard for me to finish games. <laughs> so <laughs> Bioware games, I've done pretty well at finishing, but this one I haven't gotten to yet. I'm pretty far into it at this point, mm-hmm. but they just did a really good job with it again, you know, so nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. And when I did my list, I kind of, I was like, man, I've got a lot of, board games mm-hmm. and need to get at least a video game or two on there <laughs> yeah. so this was for me one of the very top of the year i thought so nice nice yeah so when you say that your castle kind of builds up as you go along is that is that because of you building up the story or does it happen regardless of what you're doing i am not sure like i know that part of it like spoilers before you get to the castle part mm-hmm the town that you're in, like it has a smith and all these different types of things, they're they're all the people are all there and it gets attacked by the demons, like the demon horde. Mm-hmm. And you have to save people as you're you know, as you're escaping, yeah. essentially. And uh, there's there was several different people that kinda died along the way. And so then when you get to the castle, those people are replaced by other people. Okay. They're, and you, you talk to them and you're like, oh, what happened? You know, they're like, oh, you know, sad about so-and-so getting killed, blah, blah, blah. Wow. You know, it, it's kind of neat. And as you go along, more merchants do show up. And I think it kind of, because it's such an open world that you can go to different places. So I think it kind of goes along with what you've done. Okay. I don't know exactly how it was written because yeah. I've never looked you know into that but that's the way it felt to me anyway you know like you're stable you get more and more like steeds that you can use as you go along and i think that has to do with whatever you run into and stuff so yeah yeah Yeah, i like that because i was just thinking about it because when you were talking about it i haven't played the new one but uh what was the last one i can't remember for some reason i think it was just dragon age 2 oh is it just yeah just dragon age 2 yeah that's right so unfortunately me with video games i don't get to play them a lot you know Mm -hmm. so um i haven't gotten to play you know a ton 
And I still have Dragon Age 2, and I'd like to get back to it, because I remember I played it at first, and I played as a warrior. And then I played it again, and I played as a dwarf, I think. And both two separate stories, which was awesome, because mm-hmm. I thought it would be like, okay, you have a little bit of backstory, but then you link up with everybody else, just like in a lot of video games. But this is like, no matter who you pick, you're going to have your own little story and your own path to go to, which I'm yeah. like, wow, I could, pro- I could play, play this, you know, I, don't, I can't remember how many character types, maybe four. I could play this four times and have four separate stories that kind of link, and eventually it'll probably come to the same right. pass, because that's how video games work, you know. But I just thought that was cool. I think, you know, we had talked about it, you know, where Bioware does the best is they they don't want you to have the same experience you'd have with other video games, which is, you know, one down one path and yep. you know even it, it seems like even with their quote-unquote npcs they've got a backstory where it's like you didn't need to have this backstory right. with this guy but they're gonna tell it to you which mm-hmm. is just like i can't even think i can't even imagine how much manpower it takes to put into all of that yeah so yeah it's neat i remember one guy specifically in the castle that you would never have to talk to. He's just a random guy. But you go up to him, and he ends up having different missions where you kind of you send him out to do stuff. And then <laughs> nice. when he does the stuff on the, the big map, mm-hmm. it benefits you or, you know, your castle or whatever. So nice. it's just like, it's really cool like that they threw, you know, it benefits you to talking to everybody because yeah. you wouldn't think to just go up and talk to that guy yeah. otherwise yeah you know, and it seems so. like they do that with mass effect too where it's just like <laughs> you, you just just talk to people you know mm-hmm. you know it's 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 worth it you know yeah. awesome yep so. all right let's do our first award people so i'm gonna make the first award uh um, we're gonna do let's start with best expansion because okay. I think that's always fun for us to talk about because we always like expansions. Mm-hmm. I will go first. There's a lot of different ones. I mean, it's really hard to it's really hard to narrow down. You know, if I were to name off some of the things that I would have on my list, and then I what I ended up picking, people would probably say you're full of it. But I just really, really enjoyed the Teen Titans expansion for the DC deck building game. I'm just I I don't I'm sure people by now are just really sick of me talking about the DC deck building game, but you know what? Fuck it. I like it. If you don't like it, too bad. I just I love the Teen Titans. That's like I didn't real I haven't read a lot of DC, but for some reason the Teen Titans has always stuck with me. I always loved Robin, so you know that sucked me in quickly. You know, you know just the it came out at a time where you know. I, you know, as a kid, I'm dealing with the same things that they're dealing with, not, not directly in like superhero kind of ways, but you know, them growing up and, you know, trying to be friends and stuff like that. I I had my problems with that too, you know? So, you know, it's just something where I just, I gravitate towards that, you know? And, um, just the way, by the time that it's always, the DC deck building game's always been good, I think. But when it, when it came up to Teen Titans, it, seem to get into a spot where they're in a groove and they know what they're doing and they can kind of expand for lack of a better term to, you know, get better and better at what they're trying to do to make this a whole well-rounded thing. You know, we ended up playing the Legion expansion, the little card pack. And at first we were like, both like, this is really confusing, you know, and we didn't really, I don't think we really liked it at the beginning, but 
I think maybe me me more than you liked it more at the end as it went because then we kind of figured it out a little bit and I'd like to play it again. But but yeah, just the the way it plays is more well rounded than the ones prior to it, and it adds a level of of fun to it that I that I just really enjoy. So, all right, what was yours, Mike? Uh, my best expansion this year was the. Secret Wars Volume 1 for mm. Legendary, going on the other <laughs> end of the deck-building superhero spectrum. Yeah, exactly. So, We're um, sick of it! Yep. <laughs> I, no, it added haven't. 14 new heroes, and mm-hmm. I don't remember how many new masterminds and villain groups and stuff. I mean, it added a ton of stuff. And really cool, like, different stuff. Like, the hero of Thanos, for one. Mm-hmm. Is, he just crazy the stuff that he does with <laughs> bystanders just to He's boost himself up to just insane. incredible levels yeah i mean i really liked the characters that they added namor i don't even remember who else there it's just old man logan yep. was fun lady thor yeah yeah just a lot of different stuff and then they added the villain groups that are actually like heroes from other dimensions like they had the ultimates as a as villains so the ultimate avengers pretty much so when you fight them and beat them they actually come into your deck and you can use them as mm-hmm. heroes yeah I love which that. i thought was really cool and different mm-hmm. um and they have different ones like that i'm and i just thought some of the mechanics of it are really cool and legendary doesn't get old for me so no. it, it's it was it was really fun to have that expansion it has such a big expansion i'm looking forward to trying out volume two at some point i just have to get it but it just recently like it came out a week ago in our time whatever whenever this gets posted it was a week (laughs) ago that it came out so it will definitely be in my purchase list at some point so that is that for my best expansion perfect all right well let's bop into number three michael let you go first all right well number three is easy for me because that's where i threw heroes wanted (laughs) <laughs> nice. So, I I really enjoyed the game. I think I only played it with you once. Yeah, we need to play it more yeah. for sure. I just thought it was really cool because it was a different take on a, a superhero game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Marvel, it wasn't DC. It was something completely new and different, you know, as far as you made, like, I don't even know how many. There's got to be, like, a million different combinations of what kind of hero you can have Seriously. with those cards. yeah. I just thought that was really cool. You know, it's something where they don't have a license to a comic book, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like Sentinels of the Multiverse. For sure. You know, and they just built on their own little universe and really made a cool game. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, yeah, I just, I thought it was cool. So Yeah, very awesome. Um, yeah, and the one thing that I remembered as you are talking about, too, when, they, when I was talking to Nick about it, they wanted to you know, make guys that look like me and you, you know, they don't want the, you know, the superheroes that are, you know, you know, tons of muscles or big boobs or, you know, just people that just look like they're perfect. Not, there's probably 1% of us that looks like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like that they, you know, tried to branch out and make their own little thing like that. It's pretty awesome. Um, my number three was a game that I didn't know what to expect because I had heard good things about it, but I didn't know if it'd be my kind of game, but uh, Tiny Epic Galaxies from Gamelin Games. I just am really, I really like that game a lot. You know, mm-hmm. it's in that wheelhouse of, of where I'm where I'm kind of going with some games where, like, I just want a tiny game 
that I can just bring anywhere and play anytime. You know, and this this game takes a little longer than most games would, but just everything about it is really fun. You know, you've got you you've got your sci-fi element, you've got your rolling dice, you've got tons of decisions in it. You know, it's not just I mean, even though it 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 comes out to look like you only have so many decisions, there's a lot of things that go into if you're gonna complete something on a planet to get those victory points or if you're going to, you know, put your guy on the face of the planet so you can get that one time I don't know what you would say that one time reward or whatever for being on that planet's space or whatever that's on the card. It's just to me it was just it was just a lot of fun and I don't even know where it, I mean I think I was just kind of just out of nowhere just following game game games and you know hearing hearing the gear up towards it, and they already had Tiny Epic Defenders and Tiny Epic Kingdoms, and uh, just after playing this game, like, I still, I, it's funny because I, it's weird how you think you have all these games in mind that you really want for, you know, like, for Christmas, you know, where this is before Christmas and stuff like that, and I'm like, man, I really would like to see what those other games perform like, you know? Right. And they are, they announced that in January, they are starting a Kickstarter for Tiny Epic Western, and I think that would be awesome because there's just I don't think there's enough games with a western theme to them. Yeah, and, it's not a lot. Yeah, as far as I know. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And just the fact that it's in the you know in the the tiny epic series, and it's the same guys that do the do the other games. I I just I have a feeling that it's gonna be just as good, if not you know better. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. Cool. All right. So now we're at number four. I will go first. Um, this is the one that this is one that we never talked about <laughs> that came under the wire for me. Um, it's Lagranja from Stronghold Games. I'd I had wanted this when I first heard about it just because I thought it was an interesting concept. You know, you've got your interesting player board. It's basically you're basically you're farming and you're growing crops and you're delivering to the market. And you're delivering to the the center market, but then the outside markets. I can't remember what those were called. Uh, somebody shoot me. No, uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Somebody's yelling at their yelling at their computer or iPod or Samsung device or something. But uh, just the layout of the cards. You can do. You know, you can transfer. God damn it! I'm not explaining this very good. <laughs> I have a bad brain. Just being able to put basically cards on all sides of your player board. You can expand your fields on the left side. You can get goods on the top and deliver them to the market. God damn it, I can't think of what it's called. (laughs) You can have your special workers on the bottom, and then you can have your... Uh, extended. I don't know if that's like, like extends your palm. hand to like how many cards you can have yeah. and how many how much money you get. Yeah, and then your pigs. In the so pigs. I'm not really yeah, sure what you call yeah. That. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> if it's called, they call it the pen or like the yeah, it's like dens or something. I can't remember exactly, but someone will someone will know and be yelling at me. But we I've only played this a couple of times, but man, I really really enjoyed it. That's it's another ga- one of those games where it's a it's a longer Euro game, but and it's funny too because for the longest time we bought this at at Gen Con and I thought for sure I'm like I'm never going to be able to play this game because number one it it's going to take forever to figure it out and number two it takes two hours to play it 
but it would probably take longer because, you know, I always take longer playing games, and then, you know, you get other people into it, it's going to take longer doing that, but, man, all you had to do, all I had to do is just kind of look at it a little bit before I played it, just kind of went through it a little, I didn't even play it, I just kind of looked at, uh, looked at the instructions, looked at the board, stuff like that, and then just one day, I told Tracy, I said, let's play this, you know, and I, I could tell she was just kind of like, really, we're going to do this tonight? And I'm like, yeah, let's just, let's just do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if anything, it'll just be a it'll be an exercise in figuring out partly for next time. But it seemed like, f- you know, from the get-go, we pretty much had everything down. You know, there's going to be things you miss just because in most games there's going to be something you miss, unless, you, unless it's super easy. Um, but, yeah, it's very easy to learn. Very easy to play. Um, we, you know, it's one of those things where you think, you know, because it's a two-hour game, you're going to be able, you know, you're going to learn it in two hours, play it in two hours, and then you're done. We learned it in less than an hour, played it in two hours, done. And I was just, like, so stoked about it. I was like, I can't believe we did it. You know, it's mm-hmm. so great. And um, there's so many combinations with all these cards and all the different slots that you could put them and stuff like that, that it just was, I just had so, I just had a lot of fun, and I just, I've been saying that for everything. It's a lot of fun, but that's why it's on our top eight. And uh, then I played it again with Mike, and it's weird because I'm not very... uh, I've said this before. I'm not very good at explaining stuff. I mean, it's just sometimes I'm just not good at that kind of thing. Especially when it comes to complicated games, it's very hard for me to to, um, explain. But Mike's Mike's, uh, very patient, and and I, I, for once, playing a game like this, I was like... I feel like I've explained everything to you just nicely, you mm-hmm. know? And we played it within, I think we played it just over two hours. Yeah. You know, and that was me explaining to you how to play the game. You'd never played it before and didn't really know what's, what it was about. Yeah. So it's cool to have all of that. And plus, it's just, it, it seems like Stronghold just seems to be getting these wonderful games and putting them out again. You know, a lot of a lot of what they do is find games that are out of print that they want to put out for people that they, that, they know are great games that we that we want and so i don't know i just really liked it all right what about yours before i get to my number four i just want to say on that game lagranja didn't make my list because i played it once and it was like a week before yeah. i figured out my top eight <laughs> it almost made it on there i'm just like i played it once it's so new it could just be that thing where i'm just like oh it's awesome because you know it's new and it seemed awesome Mm -hmm. so it didn't make my list but it came very very close Mm -hmm. so yeah i almost did that too i almost did like i just didn't play it enough right so it really imprinted on me so i had to say okay all All right i'll shut up my number four going back to video game world is destiny oh wow nice um i just last week picked it back up again Mm -hmm. because my sister-in-law's boyfriend started playing it and so he had posted on facebook like hey this game's awesome you know blah blah i'm (laughs) like i should add you so then i got back into it i'm just like this game's really fun Mm still is really fun you know and i got back into it i'm i was at level 15 with my character i had two characters the other okay. character i stirred up because i wanted to try there's three different classes yeah. that you try my warlock is the best he was my level 15 and then i had hunter mm-hmm. at like level two and then i started up when i started playing again i started up the titan class also and got to like level four but i went back to my warlock and got him up to 
level 20 or 21 now, nice. just playing it off and on. And it's just so much fun. I mean, it's that first-person first person shooter type thing, but there's just so much more to it. All the missions are really, really cool. I like, like, I'm not one that cares about the whole massive multiplayer online thing. Never liked that. Never liked having to, like in World of Warcraft, you couldn't really go to certain places unless you found some people that wanted to go on this mission with you because you couldn't beat it by yourself unless you were, like, a super high level. Mm-hmm. Um, where this is, like, you can you pick off of your map of the universe different missions, and when you go into that mission, if it's four or three players, it'll find two other people that are wanting to play the same mission, and you all get in there. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just all know what you're supposed to do, and you run through and you tackle a mission, you yeah. know, and beat it with two other people. Once you're done with it, those people aren't around you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you get out of there and you're just on your way again. You can play with other pe- other people too. You know, I've seen plenty of people running around, you know, in groups. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I'm going in the same direction, I'll just follow that group, you know, so that I don't have as hard a time fighting things, you know. So it's just really cool. Tons of power-ups, tons of different, like, factions. Like, I'm not sure even what's going on with the factions. I just kind of got, like, some missions from some faction that I'm not sure if I really trust them. But I'm like, I don't know. It's the only faction that wants to talk to me so far. So (laughs) maybe I should do some things. I don't know. But it's really cool to see all the different stuff with it and how all of, like, your gear and stuff even levels up, you know, and kind of, like, figuring all that out, how you want to do your weapon loadouts and everything even. So, really fun game. Obviously, tons of people like it, but yeah, that made my number four. Nice, nice. And it's it's weird, we were talking about the whole video game thing and stuff like that, and talking about um, barely playing something. This was going to be on my list, but I hadn't played it enough. You know, Mm -hmm. I played it for one night. Did I play it? Yeah, just one night, you know? And I agree with you, just Everything about that massive multiplayer is like so well done and it's it's different from anything I've ever seen, you know, like the whole thing you talked about like, you know, even you can go on a mission and you pop in on this world. I had this weird instance where I popped in, I was doing my own mission and then all of a sudden there's three guys fighting this huge and I can't remember what they called them. It wasn't Titan, but it was like one of those things. There was something I think called a Titan. Like yeah. there's a big tank looking thing that you fight like that just pops in yeah. every once in a while and like if anybody's around you all fight it together yep. you know you're just running around and all of a sudden there it is yeah. So. yeah yeah exactly that's kind of exactly what happened it was like this big almost robot looking dude with a huge sword and apparently the sword was like uh legendary you know mm-hmm. so they were like you know defeat this guy with this you know and i'm like you know, I was probably, like, level three at the time, you know? It's like, I, there's no way yeah. I could fight this, you know? But I was like, well, there's four other guys fighting him, fuck it. You know, I just went in, you know, and fought it. We beat it. I didn't die. I was shocked. <laughs> you know, maybe I was, you know, maybe I was doing the right thing. Maybe they maybe was focus, focusing on them because they were maybe the group, and then maybe I would just kind of, you know, went in but or whatever. But, yeah, just just the level of of flow between going to do what you want to do in this multiplayer thing it's it's obviously the servers are amazing because it just it pops in and out seamlessly you can't even tell where mm-hmm. before you'd have something like that on a multiplayer and be like okay load for five minutes yep. and then all of a sudden oh now you're all fighting you know yeah it's just i and don't wait know. for another player for 10 minutes yeah you know? and this is just it seems like 
it's pretty seamless. Yeah, for I, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy amazing. So, um, I put that on my, what do we usually call that? The, uh, Oh, honorable mention. Honorable mention. Yes. Yeah. So that's definitely an honorable mention for me. Yeah. That's definitely, that was just to give you a clue on the rest of my list. That was my top video game of the year. So <laughs> nice, nice. I will not be having any more video games Aww. on my list, obviously. Ooh. But. All right. All right, let's go to another award. Woo! Uh, the next one, let's do... I know this was hard for Mike, but I'll, let's talk about it. Let's do Company We Dug the Most this year. That one ended up being kind of easier than I thought. Okay. Um, there were a couple companies that I had thought of, but I think it's a company that we talk about different times, and I had to go with Fantasy Flight. I always have the gripe about the fantasy flight trough <laughs> that's in every single box. Kurt got me Merchant of Venus for Christmas, and I was like, oh, let's open it up and see what this looks like. <laughs> sure enough, tons and tons of tokens, and no bags to be seen, and then just this one, like, hole. rectangle <laughs> hole in the middle of the box for you just to dump everything in. But yet, in the instructions, you have to sort everything out, so... You have to pretty much get your own bags yeah. to to sort it all out. But really, that's my only gripe about the company. They mm -hmm. just need to do that. And I've been saying that forever. But <laughs> when you look at what they've got, I mean, they're always expanding X-Wing mm -hmm. with these awesome little ships that just look perfect. You know, movie prop quality mm -hmm. ships. Yeah. Imperial Assault came out this year. We had a ton of fun with that. Uh, Firefly, we played. Mm -hmm. they're all like really involved types of games but really fun really built well I mean I think that in the past like years past we had talked about how hard it is to even learn a Fantasy Flight game <laughs> but yet it seems like these games that we've been playing newer and newer it's much easier to follow yeah. you know like well played star wars card game too that one's yep. fantasy flight i mean that's right i i think that just looking at the companies of what games we've played this year it's just there's a lot of fantasy flight on there yeah um and it could be just because you know they have that star wars license and that really helps because we love star wars games so <laughs> but yeah for me that's that's the company like i was looking through what they they had and another game that i haven't played in real life, but I have the computer version of it, is Talisman. You know, oh, yeah. that's another game that they have, and it's just like, I've played that different times on my computer, and I love that game. It would be cool to get it at some point, mm -hmm. but it's just fun to play it on there, too. So, mm -hmm. yeah, for me, that was my company, I guess, that I most dug this year. Very nice, so. very nice. I was going to have a tie with mine, <laughs> but I know we don't like to do that, so no, I'm going to you can't. I'm going to nix it. And I was, I had a feeling you were going to go with Fantasy Flight, so I stayed away from that. Nice. So I could go with something else. Because we, we know that we like Fantasy Flight, yeah. so I don't need to, I don't need to kiss, kiss their ass anymore. <laughs> um, but there's a, another company that everyone's kind of probably knows how much I kiss their ass too, but just because they're, I think they're a great company and they're getting better by the year. And I think they had their best year this year as Stronghold Games. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I knew you knew you were going to say that. I'm a fanboy. 
the unfortunate thing is I haven't played a lot of their new 2015 games this year. But of the ones I have played, like Lagrangia, Diamonds, that might be it. But it, it just seems like they just are just making more and more great choices. It doesn't it doesn't hurt that Steven's such a great guy too. Um, through the years that we've talked, um, I was able to talk to him in person at, at Gen Con, which was awesome. It would have been nice to interview him just to have a, little, a couple of minutes, but I saw how tired and exhausted he looked, <laughs> and I did not want to bother him any further. So it was just nice to say hi, and hopefully we'll be able to say hi in the future. But um, they ca- came out with a lot of great games from what I hear this year besides the ones that I played. Uh, 504 is another one I'd love to play just having 504 different games to play in uh-huh. one box I mean come on who doesn't want that even if 300 of those suck there's still 204 more that will be good Dark Moon came out this year that's another one that I almost got besides Lagrangia. I'm glad I got Lagrangia instead just because I love it so much I mean and they've got some new new ones that are coming out there releasing the uh, Village series of games, like My Village Village, and uh, I think one other, I can't remember the name right now. Porta Negra, what else are they coming out? I mean, they're just, they're really expanding their universe. Um, another game I'd like to play too is we have the we have the Survive, the, um, the Ocean game, but they also have the Space Attack one, which I really want to play that. That looks really super fun, too. Yeah, the so, Ocean one, I think, has an expansion, too. I think yeah, I that's right. It, I so. still haven't played that. Yeah. Oh, Stronghold 2nd Edition. So just, I mean, they're just making a lot of great decisions and can't help but love them. So that's what I picked. Cool. All right. Back to the top eight. All right, let's go with number, what are we at, number five? Yep, number five. All right, Mike, I'll let you go first. All right, well, we're going to go back to one on your list. I went with Tiny Epic Galaxies here. Nice. Um, I just, like, I really love the way that they just packed everything in that tiny little box mm-hmm. and how easy it was to learn. Yeah. Like, really, I I don't remember how big that book is. I mean, obviously, it's pocket size actual book but it it wasn't thick either you know super easy to learn and play fast um but a lot of strategy in it too yeah and i just i don't know i really enjoyed that we played it i don't know how many times but it seemed like every time i was kind of figuring out a different strategy to go with Mm -hmm. and i really like we had talked about before i'd really like to try the other ones at some point the other tiny epic games because that game's really fun I don't know. I don't really have anything more to say on it because you covered it pretty well before. So, <laughs> number five for you. Yeah, my number five, which may be higher for Mike, I'm guessing, but I will not speak on that, <laughs> is Machikoro. IDW, Pandasaurus Games. I mean, this game, man, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even more so with uh, both expansions, too. We were you know lucky enough to have Harbor and Millionaire's Roll. And even without those, Machiko is just so much fun. I mean, you could, you could argue that it's just a roll, a dice rolling game, but it's just there's so much more to it. You know, there's a lot of different decisions on you know what cards you pick, for you know what numbers you think you're gonna roll that day. You know, and just like anything, it's all up to chance. You know, where, you know, there's some cards where it's like, okay, if you roll a four, you get two, you get two coins. Well. Some days you're rolling a lot of fours. Some days you can't get a roll to save your ass, you know? So 
it it's crazy, and it's it's one of those games that you could play with anybody. I mean, we play it with my five year old, and he loves it. You know, he just loves rolling the dice. He loves picking the cards. He loves trying to figure it out. And I don't know. It's just it, it there's hardly there's hardly enough of there's not enough of this game that I can say anything bad about. Which is interesting that I have it at number five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think it had to have it at number eight? But there's just so there's just other games that I enjoyed more. Yeah, I don't know what it is about this game. It's just yeah, I just loved it a lot. And I'm I was. It's funny because you had purchased it and then Tracy's just like we gotta get this game I'm like but Mike has it we could just play his and she's like no I want to have this at home so we ended up getting that and we you know had some gift cards or something like that so we just bought both expansions we're just like let's just do it let's do the whole thing and get it over with you know so yeah just slow it let's do let's do best design award I'll let you go first on that one okay my best design I actually just changed (laughs) (laughs) nice um I could. Do you want me to tell you what I had there and what I changed it you to? You know what? I love just... that. I love that idea. Go with it. Okay. What I had there originally was um, tiny epic, epic galaxies because I just thought it was really cool, like how little and compact it was mm-hmm. and how well it worked together. Mm-hmm. But then, when you were talking about Lagrangia, I was like, I really like the design of that game. Mm-hmm. How that board is set up and. You put the cards, you know, up to the sides and to the bottom. You know, there's spots cut out mm-hmm. from the actual little board to kind of have your text in, and it all just fits nice and compactly in front of you instead of having like this line of cards in front of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really liked the design of that game. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be nice if more companies would follow suit instead of you having to have such a big massive amount of stuff in front of yourself yeah so yeah for sure it it takes what is a lot of stuff and compacts it a little bit more Mm -hmm. which is cool yeah um surprise i picked the same thing nice (laughs) (laughs) it's funny it we're really in sync when it comes to this because tiny epic galaxies was another one that i was really considering Mm -hmm. because it's since you talked about lagrange i'll talk about tiny epic galaxies just the fact that you know the cards itself the the art is amazing the um the way that it's set up for you know conquering some of them you know you have to move up five times some two whatever their names are really cool some of them if you understand them some of them are like from star trek some of them from battlestar galactica some are from things that they if you follow the kickstarter they were they talk about some things that they would name I think one was named after Leonard Nimoy or something like that because that was around the time he had passed away. And then the the dice, just the the things on the dice were you know kind of cool and how they worked and the you know the your player boards and stuff like that. Just the way you had to set it up and the little uh, little spaceships you know that you had for your meeples, which I love when meeples are different from anything else. You know, um, so just yeah, just the scope of that game, just the smallness of the game, but to have as much as you can as possible. I mean, that that's in that same vein. So, mm-hmm. very cool. Um, we had a couple of people on Twitter that wanted to put in their two cents as far as best design goes. Uh, Friar Tuck on Twitter, or at uh, Bleeker, <laughs> A-H-B-L-E-E-C-K-E-R. His uh, best uh, 
he thought for best design, he thought uh, Fancy Flight's Star Wars series of Edge of Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny, the RPGs, he thought were very were very good. He said, not perfect, but excellent. Hmm. I've heard a lot of people really dig on it. Because I think the Edge of the Empire stuff, or those deal with the fate system, which a lot of people are digging. So I, I'm really excited to play those. And we always talk about how much we love Star Wars, so it would be kind of cool to pick that up and play that and play some Star Wars again. Yeah, for sure. Taco from SO1KS Gaming for overall design, he picked a few things. He picked uh, World of Smog, which I've never played, Blood Rage, we've never played, and Voyages of Marco Polo, which I've heard is really fun too. I know so. nothing about any of that. <laughs> well, hey, that goes on the list for next year. Yep. You have to look them up. That's right. Now right. we will continue on to number six. Okay, I'll go first. I will say these top three games were really hard to maneuver. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would probably disagree with how I, you know, how I put them in order, but just how I feel about them. Mine is a plaid hat game that I really enjoy called Dead of Winter. It's one that came out. Did it come out at the end of last year? I want to say it did. I don't know. I can't remember because I think I got it just after Christmas because I think it was one of those things where it was like, okay, we have money after Christmas. What are we going to get? Mm-hmm. And we got it. And unfortunately, I can't remember the year, but it does not matter. This is another game where you could argue that the design of it is pretty awesome. The character cards, the art is bar none by a lot of standards. It, it it looks like if you took a if you took the comic book of Walking Dead and put it into a game, they made up their own characters. They all kind of made up all their own backstories because when you have the crossroads cards and it focuses on a certain character, it's like wow, it brings you into it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I hear there's expansions of little expansions of stuff that you know give give it more of an experience, and I'd like to. I'd like to um, get those. Um, it's one of those games that after we played, we're like, we're going to play this again. And then after we play it, we're like, we're going to play this again. Mm-hmm. And then the other day you were over and you were like, we need to play this again. Yes, we need to play this again. Mm-hmm. You know, It's one of those few games that you're going to want to play no matter what, which is awesome. And it's funny because when I was talking about certain things and stuff like that one of our awards is uh never gets old and one of the guy, one of the guys on twitter uh raul said that uh one of his never gets old is a dead of winter and taco from so1ks gaming he said that he doesn't like zombies so he'd never play this game and i'm like you, you gotta you gotta get that out of your system because you know what i'm not a huge fan of zombies myself I don't watch a lot of zombie movies or anything like that because I'm a pussy and I'm scared of that kind of stuff usually. <laughs> but this game is phenomenal. I mean, your different stories, your different ways of playing, your di- like, I mean, what is there like 20 some characters maybe? Oh, at least. Yeah. And and the scenarios and you just never know where it's going to go because depending upon players and situations, it could be an, it's a, an, that thing what we talk about there's just so many possibilities mm-hmm. so alright I'm done what's what's yours my number 6 is also Dead of Winter oh, nice. so that's pretty easy <laughs> nice um, matchup you know for the same types of things that you said I however am a big fan of zombie stuff 
Like, I have to watch The Walking Dead when it comes on. That's, like, my only show that I need to watch every week, like, right away. And this is what Walking Dead board games should have been compared yeah. to some of the other games that have been put out. <laughs> it It's really, really fun. Like, I know we you talked about all the different characters. One time we played, one of my characters was the dog. <laughs> like, I'm just a dog, like running around doing stuff you know and i think he wears a cape yep um, red cape <laughs> yeah and it's just it's it's really neat all the different nuances of what each character is i mean everybody's got such different stats and like you could end up with two really crappy characters <laughs> and you end up just getting killed trying to do such simple things you know mm-hmm. and it's just really neat really a hard game it really is but I mean, I think we beat it at least once. Mm-hmm. I know we've lost more than once. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those games that I have no problem whenever you're like, oh, let's get that game out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and, and we've talked about this before, too. It's awesome when you have a game that even if you lose it, you're still excited to play it. Mm-hmm. Which, a lot of times, that's really hard to do. Yeah, It's really hard to do. Yeah, so I've got nothing more to say. I think we talked about that I, one enough. You know what? I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get into another award. We're going to go to Most Innovative. Now, this is one that could probably go with the best design, but um, I think there's different ways to think, look at it that way. Um, so I will say that for my in- Most Innovative was actually a game that I still haven't let Mike play <laughs> because Logan played it, me and, me and Tracy play it so much that it kind of gets sick of it, even though it is it is really innovative, I think, and it's Rattlebones. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Rio Grande made a game that was something that you would think that you would have seen before but hadn't with dice where you take the pips out and you can change pips. It's basically a, a roll and move kind of game where you're um, trying to gain victory points while at the same time not uh, running into Rattlebones, which is this psychotic monkey-looking character. <laughs> and there's different ways to do it. There's you know you change the change your dice and put different symbols on it, which you know do certain ideas. And um, what you do is you have like I think eight eight different cards that you can put on the board that change up how you know what you roll and stuff like that but also they've got spots on the board that are there permanently that you know that you use and um it's just it's just a cool idea of you know being able to change your dice to be whatever you want it to be you know depending upon where you land because you've got four monkey looking characters that move around the board and you're trying to figure out how you know how you want to roll your dice. Some are re-rolls. Um, some get you, you can roll a special dice, and then you get, like, w- up to one to four victory points. And then one of them's, like, rattle bones, which moves rattle bones. So basically, anytime you roll a rattle bones, which is always on one of your dice, that's one of the pips you can't move is the rattle bones, which is basically a, rolling a one, basically. And so that's when the game is over, is when your victory whoever is leading in the victory points meets with Rattlebones, then you decide who's win- who wins. Most of the time, someone's, you know, ahead. There's not usually a tie. But I just thought that that was just such a neat concept, you know, and 
it's something again like I'd never seen, you know, and it'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool to see that more. Uh, I'd almost like to see that in like a role playing game. I think that would be neat, you know, yeah. just to be like, okay, we're gonna take your numbers out of it, and we're gonna take a special ability, and we'll pop it into there. You know, I just it's weird. I'm gonna trademark that. Anybody does that, <laughs> I'm suing y'all. You're putting my name on it. So yeah, so that was my most innovative. What about you, Mike? That did sound cool, but I haven't played that game, so it definitely was not my most innovative. <laughs> my most innovative um, is a game that we played pretty early this year, Evolution. Oh, yeah. Just, it's so different. The concept of the game is so different than pretty much any games that we play. I mm-hmm. mean, you have your board that's a species, and different cards that are traits of that species, and you try and build that species up to make it strong enough to survive mm-hmm. um, and just pretty much either taking food from the central bank and at least putting one food on that species that it's still around mm-hmm. if you can or if you can somehow make a carnivore which we were not very good at <laughs> attacking some other character or, or some other species even your own other species to try and let your carnivore survive um, just a really cool concept really cool really different you know, we don't see a lot of really like even animal based games no you really you don't know? and this is kind of it's a prehistoric day. I mean there's not even really dinosaur type games no. that I know of I mean I'm kind of surprised that there's not more Jurassic Park yeah, you would games think. out there yeah um, or science for that matter right I mean it's almost it's almost a learning type of game mm-hmm. really I mean you could you could teach a kid a lot of stuff about evolution with this game. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, and they had the names that you could put together too, which I don't, I don't. Yeah, we, we didn't still, do much with we that. We still don't know if that's a real thing or. Not. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like anything that you had to do. It was just on a, a card that kind of told what your your um, traits were and how you combine those mm-hmm. to make the name of your creature. So Man, I should have talked to. I talked to one of the guys. From North Star Games, I should have asked them that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, when because when you went to um, Gen Con, you got me the expansion to that, and they pretty much gave you all the cards again in the instruction book because I had the older version of it, mm-hmm. so it was neat to play the update. You know, the update of that, so better art. You know, mm-hmm. the original version that I had was almost like sketchy you know yeah. or just you know and they really filled in like the backgrounds and everything mm-hmm. to everything so um yeah just uh, like i thought that that game definitely fit innovative because it's just so different than anything else that we play yeah so. yeah and it's one of those games too where i think um i didn't appreciate it as much then as i do now mm-hmm. i mean even with that just with that ex- flight expansion it really really up the ante in that game and it's, it's weird because you know we talk about that whole thing about the carnivore aspect just being really hard to master i i like that that's a challenge still you yeah. know it's like okay well we're gonna you know eventually we're gonna try to figure this out because you know we yeah. both kind of talk about it. it's like okay we can't get this going but eventually we'll figure that out yeah. you know so yeah i definitely agree with that cool cool that's most innovative all right well, let's get into number seven. Mike, I'll let you go first. All right, number seven is where I put Machikoro. Nice. We originally just played the 
the regular Machi Koro before we got into any expansions of the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a cool, fun game. Like, super easy to teach anybody, you know? And, like, get anybody into playing. Like, if you're going to have friends that aren't so interested in playing a game, this is a game that you can get them to play compared yeah, to other things. For sure. Because it's super easy to teach. That original game, you set out all the cards and could pretty much just kind of pick and choose through them. Once the expansions came in, then it was like random cards out there. Mm-hmm. And it really added a lot more to the strategy of it. I was I really appreciated that because it was kind of like you almost did the same strategy every time when you just had all the cards out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the expansions add a lot to the game and... You know, Kurt talked about it. I, I just, I don't have anything bad to say about that game. It's like a game that I would definitely bring out at any time to play with any friends or family. You know, family gatherings. It would be a good game to have along. You know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I have to say. Nice. My number seven was a game is another game that um, I don't think we've played enough that I really enjoyed, and that's Takedo from FunForge and Passport Games. Here's another game that could be perceived as a best design or best um, um, uh, kind of most innovative and stuff like that. Because it's just, I just, it's it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous game. It's an interesting thing where you're just, you're you have travelers that are crossing the East Sea Road in Japan. Um, which is something you don't you don't hear enough about unless you you know you, you live in Japan or you know about the culture. You know when you're traveling, you you can you eat meals and you discover pan- panoramas, basically these cool uh, pieces of art that you can put together for points. Visit the temple and uh, do tribute and um, collect items and stuff like that, and it just it's a well thought out game because it's one of those where besides the places you had the places to eat meals where you have to stop, you don't have to go in any order besides, you know, there's, well, there's a somewhat of an order to it, but you know, you don't really, you don't have to go step by step by step. You can go, well, I need to get more panoramas. I need to visit the temple to donate more so I can get more points there. I need to, you know, collect this card to, to get me more victory points here, and I forget some of the other places where you can, you know, end up going and stuff like that. But I don't know, just everything about this game just really spoke to me. I since since I was younger, I've always been interested in Japan and and China and stuff like that, and just more of like the culture of it and stuff like that, and just how mysterious and traditional and almost. I don't know. I, it's hard to explain, but it just it just it just captures me. So this and this game just kind of fills that that void of like, wow. I just it's crazy to think about how they how that is. So so yeah, that was my number seven. I just really went off on a tangent, almost lost what I was saying, <laughs> just because I was just like, oh, it's so cool. Yep. But yeah, so that was my number seven. Cool. All right. So let's do. Another award. We're going to do the Never Gets Old category. Okay. I picked a game that we've already talked about, Machikoro. It just, to me, it's just one of those games that just I could play all of the time. You know, um, when we first got it, 
you know, Tracy said she, that we wanted to get it. She was on a big kick of it. You know, we're like, oh, let's play it. Let's play it. Let's play it. And then even, you know, we got Logan into it. And he's like, oh, can we play this again? Can we play this again? And we're like, sure, why not? You know? And we even did the thing where we're like, okay, this time we'll just play with the right, the base game. This time we'll just play with this and Millionaire's Roll. This time, we'll, you know, we played the whole thing. We're usually, I'm usually kind of a completist person where I, like, for the most part, I want to be like, okay, let's play with all of them. You know, just mm-hmm. because... It's a cool, well-rounded game with with all the expansions. Even though it, you know, it could play well with just you know, by itself or whatever. But yeah, just one of those. It, again, just never gets old. I could just play it no matter what, and it's a it's good, and it's got a good time to it too. It's not too long. It's not too short. Yeah, it's right in the middle. What about yours? For me, never gets old is legendary. Yeah, I have, I always talk about legendary. I just. For a deck building game, it's so cool. There's so many characters. I mean, even just having just the base set of it. Yeah. I don't even remember how many characters are in there, but it's just like there's so many combinations that you can go with that it's you never really play the same game two times. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you would even if you almost did the exact same setup. Mm-hmm. I think it would end up being different every time. Yeah. So between the mastermind the different heroes, the different villain groups, and then, like, the scheme mm-hmm. that all add different elements to the mission or story that you're playing. Yeah. I don't know how it could get old, really. <laughs> yeah, and I love Marvel characters, you know, and I just, I I think it's really cool. We reviewed that, man, I think that's one of the first games we ever reviewed, probably in the podcast years ago. Yeah, the original legendary, and I remember talking about like how we were disappointed with the art on the cards because it was the same picture for every type of card from the same character. And now they've, you know, after that one, they just took off and were like, oh, "Okay, we heard people." There's different art on every card now, you know, and it's <laughs> just it, it it looks so cool and so good. So I don't know. I appreciate the game a lot. So. Uh, that game, I don't think will ever get old for me. No, for I want sure. to play it all the time, <laughs> and I will play it with you all the time too because it's awesome. Hooray! Yay! Now on to dun 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 dun, number eight best game of the year, and we're gonna with Mike, we're gonna add a little caveat because he wanted to put our award for. Uh, his award for most fun there because he thought, well, if I'm going to rate it at number eight, it's got to be the most fun. And I'll let him explain it more. Okay. <laughs> well, my number eight is Star Wars Imperial Assault. Uh, it's just really awesome. Like <laughs> a like a tactical miniatures board game, essentially, with a changing tiles, you know, layout map. Mm-hmm. But it's like an RPG, because yep. your cards, you have a little deck, and as you go through your missions, you build up your characters. For me, I was always the Imperial side, because one person has to play as that to run the game, mm-hmm. and then everybody else plays as a individual character um, on the Rebel side. And having that power on the one side, <laughs> it's just really cool, because... You kind of know, like I read through, I get to read through the mission and see kind of what's going to happen, and watching the players, 
the same way as in a role-playing game, mm-hmm. just like fighting their way through. They have to beat this mission possibly in a certain amount of time, or they get to a certain part and a door opens and all of a sudden it's like mayhem, you know, <laughs> but they don't know that's going to come, you know, because those miniatures are not on the board. Mm-hmm. Or they're fighting through and they're like, oh, we wiped everybody out. And then it's like, well, I'm going to play this card and bam, there's like, you know, three stormtroopers that just pop out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just really cool. Like, we played that, we were going to play a role-playing game one day and Shane, who was supposed to run it, he just wasn't prepared. So I brought that along just as a backup. And we played that game <laughs> just as long as we would normally play a role-playing game all through the whole day. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody wanted to put it down. Yep. You know, I mean, we got through I don't know how many missions, and it was just... Yeah, three or four. Yeah, at least. And it's just, it was so fun, and everybody loved it. Everybody wanted to play it again, you know? We haven't gotten back to that again because it's hard to get that group of people together mm-hmm. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But we'll definitely play it again. I know we will. Mm-hmm. So really enjoy it. The The little miniatures are awesome looking. I mean, they're not painted, but whatever. Yeah. I don't care. They're sculpted great. Right. Yeah. So like just the stats of everything and having all that, you know, different cards and stuff, the way it's set up. And, you know, once we get through the entire campaign... Mm-hmm. You could easily go through it again. You've got different characters to choose from. Even the Imperial side, there's different... There's three different decks of, like, tactics. You choose which one you're going to go with through the entire story. And, you know, as you beat those missions, you end up building up your characters differently, just depending on how much money you get, you know, how well you do and Mm -hmm. stuff. And really cool. Love that game. And that's how it ends up being most fun, Mm because I don't know how it couldn't be you know like just the amount of time we spent on that game and everybody loved it like i've never had so many people rave over a game so much that we played yeah for sure and it's something that before we even got this game you know you just hear people online go this is an amazing game Mm -hmm. even uh uh rich summer who we had the um awesome pleasure of talking to he's like i don't even like star wars but this game is awesome get it yeah. and i'm like i'm sold yeah. <laughs> you know it, you know if you even if people don't like the property and they love the game i mean that sells uh, says a lot about a game yeah it was it's in the vein of those dungeons and dragons there's four of them now i guess because temple of elemental evil came out this year that same type of thing with those map tiles but it's just like a step up yeah i i those those ones that we have like Drist and uh, I, don't, I don't remember what the other two are offhand uh, uh, Shardalon and yeah. something else the ones that we have it's like you have your character each of them you know it's a cleric a warrior whatever mm-hmm. and you can level them up once by flipping the card but it's like it's in every mission that you go through you start out that low and you flip that over it's yeah. like this actually has a sweet campaign that yep. you just keep going through at building yourself up just like you would in an RPG. And it's so much more accessible to people that you like the RPG experience, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to sit down and write. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I've got a Marvel role-playing game on the back burner, and I've been writing stuff off and on, but it's like, I just don't have time to sit and 
write that out so every once in a while I'll write down a little bit where this it's all there mm-hmm. for you and really really fun so. yeah yeah and uh before i get into what i was saying that's gonna kind of loop on what you're saying i agree with you that is my number eight it i figured you would say it was most fun also so i changed my most fun to something else and i'll tell you about that later but yeah imperial assault is just it you explained it like to a t if you like if you would like to know what a role-playing game is into a regular game this is it you don't have to think of anything. I mean, you can... I love the fact that you playing the Imperials, you can add stuff to it as a, hey, look at this. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like if you were doing that in a RPG. Except for instead of having to think of it on your own or pre-write something down, it's all there for you. Yeah. You know, and like you said, I mean, I know I'm repeating what you're saying, but I mean, it's just... That is just... Just everything about that is just crazy amazing. Yeah. Well, what's cool about that too is like, you guys didn't see it from your standpoint because you don't know what's going on in that that campaign book. But some of the missions it set out. Here's all the guys that you get for this. Mm-hmm. But then some of them it's like you get to set up. You get to choose what you want to bring in. Mm-hmm. So if I want like a whole herd of stormtroopers, that's what my backup stuff is. Mm-hmm. If I want some probe dro- droids, I can use that instead so it's like you do you get those options even like you would as you know a gm or whatever mm-hmm. in a game so very cool yeah it's just it's it's crazy to think of all the things that were put into it and another thing that we had talked about too was um is um the fact that you can continue on this path of a story but you also can do side missions yep you know, you don't have to just keep going down this one path of a story. You can do these other things that help you level up and grab other things. Mm-hmm. You know, like the thing we talked about after we played the Imperial Assault that one day we all play. We're like, we got, we got um, Han Solo. We're just like, holy fuck, we got Han Solo. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, it's just a game. Yeah. But we're just so excited. We're like, we have Han Solo. We can play him at any time we want that's awesome you know the fact that we even were able to come in contact with him i mean just think of that in terms of if you're in that universe you know and you're like okay there's a one in a million chance i'll run into this guy that's well known you know he's a hero among heroes got a little bit of edge to him and it's like holy shit i just i bumped into this guy yeah. you know we can we can hang you know yeah. it's just I, I, I can't believe how well this game is made, you know, and it, it just, it goes to show what a game can be, mm-hmm. and it's it'll be exciting to see if more games turn out to be as detailed and and wonderful as that, so. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if they could do that with some other licenses, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what licenses you'd even go with to, that you'd be able to have such a grand scale besides if you went with like comic book stuff yeah um but i i don't know there's not a lot of stuff out in the media world that's as big as star wars is right i mean you could kind of you could maybe go into the star trek realm but (laughs) (laughs) but you know it would have to depend on that and like you know even if you did like a firefly there's only a limited amount you could go for a lot a lot of times i'm just thinking you know more sci-fi you know gosh yeah i mean they they could do generic type stuff too Mm -hmm. i mean you know like like dungeons and dragons how they've got some games like this where you know it's a little more 
generic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. Like you had talked about how Tiny Epic is doing like Western. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if a Western type thing, you know, a theme like that could go with something like this. Yeah. You know, make be kind of neat. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Uh, or dinosaurs. Yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> the things Jurassic we talked Park. about that they haven't made enough of. Yeah. yeah, Jurassic Park might. I mean, you could have generic survivor types, and then this dinosaur park where yeah. things are attacking. You know, that could be. Although I don't know how you do that because you wouldn't really fight the dinosaurs; you'd just be running away, probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You have you have yourself a well. Yeah, I suppose they're not really fighting them off that much in those. No, they're, they're trying to, but they're away. not. We're yeah. not really worried. It's not really. And working. they're jiggling their jello. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so before we talk about honorable mentions and other things, I will talk about my most fun. When I thought about most fun, I thought of, I don't know, just something that really. I mean, don't get me wrong. Imperial Assault is probably on that on that list too. But I just thought of a game where it was just like, wow. I think if anybody come came across this game, that would be the first thing they said. Oh, this is fun. This is another game I still haven't played with you, which I, I would love to play with you. It's called Rhino Hero. Something we got for Logan. It's the easiest game to play. Basically, all you're doing is you... They have cards that are set up like walls. And you're basically setting up walls... You're putting another card on top for a roof. You're setting up another wall, and it depends upon the shape of the card. And you have cards in your hand that you can play against other people that change the shape of of how it stacks up. And what you're doing is you're stacking up cards to making a building. But you also have this little this inch, inch and a half rhino that you have to place on each different level. Hmm. And the end of the game is when the person knocks off, or basically knocks down the tower. Simple, man, so much fun. Hmm. And, it, and it's funny, too, because I, I thought about it when I put it on there. I was like, why haven't I played this with Mike yet? No, I bet you he'd love it. About that game. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's silly awesome. And the little rhino guy is cute as hell. He just looks like a cool little, you know, cartoon character that you'd see. The cards are, are you know, it's the art is not super fan, like super fantastic, but it's, for some reason, it just it catches my eye, and I think it's I think it's gorgeous. I, I love it, and and it's another one of those games where, like Machikoro, you could play it with anybody. I think you know, and even though they it's it's made by Haba, who makes a lot of kids games, you could play this with a nine year old, and they would just think that this is just the funnest thing. And I saw that when we were at Gen Con, we just you saw older, younger. Everybody was just digging it, you know? They even had this one thing where if you got this special edition one, uh, the Rhino Hero actually has a cape. Well, you can actually get the cape. Nice. <laughs> you know? And I saw people wearing it, and it was kind of like, that's kind of silly, but still it was just kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> when you go to places like Gen Con and stuff like that, most of the time these people want to be genuinely nice people because they're trying to sell their product. That was that that place. I just I felt like I knew these people. You know, the one lady's like, "Oh, you're looking for this? Yeah, let me get that for you." And oh, have you played it? Yet? Oh man, you're gonna love it. Do you have any kids? You have? Oh my, he's gonna love it. You know, mm-hmm. just the nicest lady. And then I talked to another person too, and it was just like, wow, they know what they're doing and they know how to do it right. So that's what I thought it was my most fun. 
So. Cool. And we'll have to play it. Yes. Okay, well, now's the part of the show where we talk about other stuff, including our... Um, why can't I think... Why can't I never think of that? What are we talking about? Honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. All right. Correct. So, what are some of your honorable mentions? Just quickly, like ones that you had already talked about, okay. like Lagrangia, mm-hmm. Tokaido. I talked about Evolution a little bit in my most innovative. Yep. Also, a game that we that I got for Christmas last year um, that we played... We haven't played it that much, but Pandemic Contagion. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, just a really small little contained pandemic game, but it's for the regular pandemic you're playing all together to defeat the virus or the diseases. This, you actually are the diseases and trying to take over the world, and it's very competitive. Yeah. You know, very different. And, it, you know, it, like I said, it's a small box. It's a real easy thing to take on the go, really real easy game to teach people yeah like a family type of game so really enjoyed that another game that uh we reviewed this year that i really liked was steam park yeah steam park was um, fun too yeah i mean i always love games that are themed to like amusement park stuff mm-hmm. anyway but but it just had a really another real easy game to learn yep um, a real easy game to get people to play. And the art is cool too. Yeah, like it's really, different. yeah, really cool fantasy. Like every different color of ride all has its own little theme. Like mm-hmm. the one was like kind of a pirate type of theme, and one was kind of like princess castle type thing. And yeah, yeah, just really a neat game that I wasn't expecting much from, mm-hmm. and yet really had a lot of strategy to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Honorable mention, I put down Ticket to Ride because we had never played that as a physical board game before. <laughs> and I just didn't put it on a list because I'm just like, it's really fun, but yet there was a lot of other things I like better, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Most people have heard of Ticket to Ride. I don't really know that I have much to say about it. It's a really fun game. Yeah. The other, the last honorable mention that I had was a video game one, and I actually had like on the bottom of my list, and then some things pushed it out. Yeah. I put Disney Infinity 3.0 yeah. because I just appreciate that they keep doing more and more with it. They put the Star Wars license in there now. Really looking forward to like the new Star Wars movie content. Yeah. I think that'll be really cool. But yet they, they cover everything, you know, all the different movies and stuff. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, it's all combined. I mean, you're not going to see that in... <laughs> any game really you know it's just all there so yeah i had a lot of fun with that playing the star wars stuff this time so yeah no fun um i had a few to pop on here too i won't say any of the stuff that you said for the most part um puerto rico what else cross uh, cross master arena that's another game that i think we haven't gotten into enough to yeah. put it in any kind of list. That's yeah. That's the problem with that game because it was fun. I liked it. And I love like the Legend of Zelda look, mm-hmm. that kind of artwork, and like that video game look. It yeah. looks so cool. Yeah. So. And like we talk about with like the figures, like it's just a cool collectible kind of game, uh-huh. you know. So I can see where people get hooked on it, you know. Yeah. Medieval Academy, another game we, another game I yeah. played at Gen Con, Gen Con that I really liked by Yellow Games. Another game that we didn't play enough that probably would have been really high on my list is Imperial Settlers. We played that at, for Extra Life, and I really enjoyed it, and I'd like to see it with the different expansions and stuff like that. And it's, That's another game company, Portal Games, that I think is, is really 
coming into their own, so it's really exciting to see what what will come into that. And then a couple of video games that I couldn't quite put on the list that we kind of talked about. Uh, Destiny, of course, and I, you know, I had talked about that already. And um, Metal Gear Solid Five. That's another game that I just, just like the games before, and I just am really enthralled with those games, and I just I love the feel of it and the almost like the espionage TV show uh, 24 kind of feel to it, you know, especially with what's his name is one of the, one of the voices of it, you know, Queefer. Yeah. Yeah. Keithers, <laughs> Queefer's Lotherland. So yeah, it's just both of those games have a lot to them and it's just, it, it's a lot of fun. I wish I would have played more so they could have been on that, been on these lists. And also uh, another one for me is uh mint 10 mini apocalypse by uh, David Miller and the people at Subquark Games. That's a nice little fun game. And uh, just to get you guys, get you all excited about it, if you hadn't heard of us talk about that in the past, or if um, you can actually go to uh, BGG and uh, look it up, our review on that. It's a nice little tiny fun game that mit- that fits into a nice little uh, 10. For doing the review... For this game, David was actually um, super sweet to send the deluxe version of Mint 10 Mini Apocalypse to us. So instead of keeping it for ourselves, because I already have a review copy of it, we'd love to give it to you guys. So this is how we're going to get you to do it. Go back, listen, write down mine and Mike's top eight games. Send it to us. Send it to mfgcast3 at gmail.com. And we'll pick somebody at random after Christmas, and we will send it to you for free, just for listening to our damn podcast and picking out those names. So, a couple of other things I'd like to do before we kind of let you guys go. We will be talking with the guys from BattleBards at uh, around the beginning of this new year because they are releasing their fantasy audio. Um, we're going to be talking to them about their packages. Uh, <laughs> shut up about their audio packages, Mike. Quit laughing. Uh, you would. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so we're going to be talking with uh, Alex and the guys about what kind of audio packages they've got going on and how you can get into it. Um, it's going to be like a iTunes style thing where you basically can just you can buy pack you can buy different audio packages. Quit laughing, Mike. <laughs> And, and or you can just buy single tracks for a small fee. And we are working with the guys at Battle Bars to bring you some possibly discounted or free stuff. I don't know. I we don't. We've we're kind of uh, settling on the logistics and paperwork of it. But just for listening to the show, we'll give you a code, and you'll be able to get yourself some good audio from the guys at Battle Bards. So keep listening to what we keep listening to the podcast and we'll get you that info coming up for the next year. Um, we've got some great interviews coming up and some great content to to throw it at you for the new year. It's going to be hard to beat 2015. This is a really great year. We got to interview a lot of great people and play a lot of great games. So, And I just found something that I'm hoping is going to lead to a lot of awesome games What's coming up in the future. Apparently, Paramount just announced today um, that they're creating a movie universe with G.I. Joe, Mask, 
Micronauts, Visionaries, and ROM brands. Wow. That they're going to start making movies and stuff with that. And they're already, like, you know, toys and games anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of hoping that there's some cool stuff that comes out of that. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this, I'm like, Mask <laughs> and Visionaries? Like, I love those cartoons, but they weren't on for that long, as far as I remember. <laughs> so I'm kind of pumped. Very cool. Yeah very awesome. So we asked some of the other people, uh, some of our fans on Twitter and Facebook to um, list some of their top 8 games. Flippy had some stuff to talk about. Um, he said he didn't know if this qualifies, but there's a game he plays uh, in the first two or three classes with a new group. He has one of his students come up to the front of the class and shows them or and he shows them word. Uh, he has them explain the he has the student explain the word to the rest of the class without saying it using Spanish or writing. They can draw, act, describe, point to things, etc. The first student to guess it gets a point and takes the place of the other student in front of the class. He created the game because he because they were always asking, "How do you say whatever in English?" And he he uh, works in Mexico, so he's trying to get people how to learn English better. So he starts with easy words like car, and then increases the difficulty to things like report. It's worked wonders, and then after. Um, two or three 15-minute uh, se- minute session- sessions, students never ask how- for vocabulary using Spanish. They try to use English they know for vocabulary. So I thought that's, that's pretty cool. Cool getting, you know, a cool way to get kids to speak English instead of just saying, well, this is how you say this, this is how you say that. Um, other games that he thought were cool was uh, Civilization, uh, Civilization Five, Tropico Four, and that looks like that's it. All right, and then our good buddy Dan from GNU Podcast, he couldn't come up with eight, which is lame. So I'll just say what he said. Uh, he loves code names. That's a game that we want to teach here coming up, and we're hopefully going to be doing that here in the new year. So he's played it with over tw- uh, twenty different people, and it's been a hit with everyone every time. Uh, another one is Alchemist, which is another game I want to play that has the app that you know goes with the game that's supposed to be really good. He calls it an awesome brain-burning game that uses the app in amazing ways to keep it engaging and interesting. And then he says, last but not least, is Steamworks from TMG. This is a, this is a game that I've been wanting to play for a very long time because it looks great. I mean, it's one of those that's kind of expensive too, but eventually I want to get it. Uh, he says it's an awesome engine-building game of making awesome inventions that become the available actions on the game area. Some awesome innovations can make the ultimate device and net you profits and power like never before. So there's a few games out there that if you guys are looking for something else, that's always good stuff. So I'll just end this with saying that we got to work with a lot of great people this year. We've had a lot of great experiences experiences. A lot of great experiences, and we would like to thank all of you for everything that anybody has ever done. I'd like to thank uh, Tinkerbot Games. I'd like to thank the, the guys at Battlebards. I'd like to thank uh, SO1KS Gaming, Flippy, Jordan Hopper, the uh, guys and girls from Legends of Tabletop uh, Broadcast Network, Rich Summer for coming on, everyone else we've ever interviewed. All the other game companies that we work with, Passport Games, Mayday Games, Stronghold Games, just thank you to everybody. I know I'm forgetting people, but uh, it's been a hell of a year, and I've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun, 
and uh, hopefully next year will be even more exciting. And thanks to Mike for being a wonderful podcast partner. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and it should be interesting next year because I didn't announce. I haven't even announced this yet, but Mike's gonna be a daddy. Hooray! Hey, so I'll have less time. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm gonna have probably a lot of guests on that are not him to come on and guest spot. But no, we'll. Uh, We'll do it as it comes, and uh, it'll be awesome when baby Karshbaum comes into the world and we get to hang out with him. So congratulations, Mike, and thanks for being there and being wonderful, and thanks all of you for listening. And until next year, bye-bye.